In these uncertain economic times, it's easy to be worried about protecting your wealth, your hard-earned savings, and your family's financial future. Plunging interest rates, the devaluating dollar, and political unrest constantly threaten what you have worked hard to earn and all that you own. That's why now it's more important than ever to protect your assets and have the money you need to make your dreams come true. Welcome to the Global Wealth Fortress Report with successful global entrepreneur and wealth preservation expert, Joel Nagel. Joel's helped thousands of people just like you protect what you have so that you can make even more and make your every dream come true. So, sit back and enjoy Joel Nagel's offshore expert advice on how you can live the good life at a great price, where the sun never sets on your financial fortress. Hello, hello, hello. This is Carol Carter Clues. Welcome to Joel Nagel's Global Wealth Fortress Report. I want to get right into it today because, you know, Shakespeare wrote, uh, with, the, with the witches at the cauldron, uh, double, double toil and trouble. And that's where we are today, which demands asset protection. And we've got America's number one asset protection attorney who is a ground zero in Austria. Joel, what is going on? Hey, Carter, it's good to be with you. Um, you're right. There's, it's just, it's almost chaos. I mean, the, what's happening to the world, it's, uh, there's never been a better, you know, illustration of why you need asset protection, why you need second passport, why you need, you know, a residency somewhere else. All, all of these things are just being driven home so much. I mean, I, my heart goes out to the millions and millions of people who are arriving here, you know, at our local train station over the weekend, it was just swamped with, uh, uh, you know, Ukrainian or, um, you know, the, with the refugees. And right. quite honestly, most of them have nothing, you know, they're dependent on, uh, charity to give them food and blankets and what have you. Um, and, you know, it's naive to think that it's happened many places around the world. And it's naive to think that it can't happen if you're American or Canadian or, you know, German or whatever. The reality is it, it honestly could happen to any of us. So, you know, the old adage an ounce of prevention, um, you know, that's, that's kind of where we are right now. I uh, spoke to a friend of mine just yesterday and um, he's getting swamped. He, he, he's one of the local agents that does work with us with the, some of the various Caribbean uh, passport programs. And I said, um, are you getting a lot of applications from Ukraine right now? And he said, yeah, we're getting a fair amount, but we're getting even more from Russia. Wow. So you have Russians that are, you know, trying to get out of Dodge and, and you know, all of a sudden are realizing, hey, wait a minute, maybe maybe Putin is a dictator. Maybe he is, um, you know, I mean, he can, I, I saw in the news yesterday, somebody said something negative about him and he, they were immediately arrested. So, you know, it's, you, you want to have your plan B in place. I know you like yeah. to talk about that topic generically. I talk about it from the standpoint of asset protection, but it's, it's across the board right now. You know, it's, if, if you haven't done any planning in this area and you have resources, um, you know, even if, even if war doesn't come, the, uh, look what's happening to our dollar, look what's happening with inflation. Oh. You know, the, the, yeah. the official numbers are like 8% now, the second highest since Jimmy Carter. And, um, the real numbers are, of course, are even higher. So Much higher. You know, if you're and, not and thinking about that, protecting yourself from, 
you know, your pay, your pay is not going up that quickly. So, you know, if, if your boss decides to give you three or four or five percent uh, pay increase this year, you'll you'll think that's wonderful, but you'll be further right. behind worse. So you really have to take matters in your own hands with these things. That's that's what you know the Global Wealth Fortress Report is really all about. It's really what it's all about. And let's be clear: these refugees you're seeing are not like the illegal immigrants coming across the southern U.S. border. These are, these are people, well who, people. They're doctors and lawyers and accountants. Exactly. And that was the point I wanted to make. You know, the whole the whole system has been upended. And, you know, if you're a, a lawyer in Ukraine, you know, what does that qualify you to do here in Austria? Nothing. Maybe be a Nothing. cab driver or or work as a, you know, a dishwasher. So, you know, you have to when you when the times are good and you have a little bit of extra money, that's the time to be thinking about how to position your wealth in different countries and different currencies in different asset classes, whether it's real estate or gold or Bitcoin, you name it. I'm people sometimes say, Oh, you're the guy who loves gold. No, I'm not the guy who loves gold. I'm just the guy telling you, think about what alternatives are. You know, the, the alternatives all pretty much work. You just have to decide which, which one's good for you. Yeah. And I, and you know, we need to bring this home to people. I have to be honest with you. I have, absolutely no faith left in what's going to happen to my money in the United States. You talk about Putin. And the fact is, Putin hasn't taken anybody's money. He hasn't frozen anybody's assets. Uh, it's all the other countries who are bankrupting Putin's people. And the fact of the matter is, it can happen here. If you cross the U.S. government, I'm just going to say it, and anybody who doubts it, Think about Canada just a few weeks ago. If you cross the U.S. government and do something they don't like, they can do everything that's being done to these Ukrainians now, and you lose everything. Freeze your assets, just obliterate whatever you have. And so, Joel, that more and more, I swear to God, more and more, I look forward to this talk with you because I've got to find somewhere to put my assets where the United States government can't come in because, okay, one day Carter wakes up and says, you know, I really don't believe in this COVID, this COVID thing. I don't think it was all the government said, bang. Uh, Biden already has said, if you criticize the science, we can prosecute you under the Patriot Act. That's freezing yeah. assets, Joel. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you would think that, you know, that's what we have a court system for. Uh, but, you know, sadly, the courts haven't upheld our, you know, our First Amendment right, which is free speech. I mean, look, you have the right to say anything you want. You know, you can't go scream fire in a, you know, in a crowded theater because you could hurt somebody with that kind of speech. But That's right. you know, you suggesting that the elections were stolen or you suggesting that COVID's a, a um, you know, a fraud, whatever, whether people agree with you or not, it's beside the point. I mean, one of the most famous uh, judges from the early part of the 20th century had a great name. His name was Judge Learned Hand. <laughs> yes. And one of Judge Learned Hand's you know, comments was, the way to combat speech you don't like isn't to stifle it. It's more free speech. So yes. if somebody doesn't like what you're saying, tell you why it's wrong. Don't tell you that you can't say it. And now we have a government that is basically saying, if you say the wrong things and we don't like them, you know, again, it's turned on its head. You're guilty until proven innocent. Your assets can literally be 
frozen without any kind of judicial oversight, uh, what have you. So, so of course, it's you have all these things happening in the world. You know, we've been talking about Russia and Ukraine, but but you're absolutely right. If you if you cross the U.S., you know, they're going to call you a domestic terrorist. They're going to yeah. freeze your assets. Um, your name's going to go out um, through the through the banking channels, through SWIFT, and all of a sudden you're going to find out, boom, I can't, I can't move money. I can't do anything. So, you know, in your wow. case, you have your little bungalow on the beach in Honduras. You want to have a little account with it, an extra few bucks in it. And yeah. uh, that's asset protection for you. And the point I like to make is asset protection is different for everyone, depending on your circumstance, what your goals and objectives are, you know, and, and, and it shouldn't be painful. I'm not trying to make people you know, um, strain or stretch. A lot of it is just the normal investment that you're going to do anyways. But how do you hold that investment? What should the legal structure be? Maybe it should be in a different name than yours. So if your assets get frozen, those assets don't get frozen, right? Th those are the kinds of things that you want to think about. You know, are you um, a, a doctor who delivers premature babies for a living? Well, you know, your your risk of, of uh, litigation is higher than the average person. So right, you right. take each person's risk profile. When, when we start working with the client, that's one of the very first things we do. We try to assess their risk profile to know what those risks are. Uh, are they, you know, legal risks, currency risks, uh, citizenship risks? What, what are the risks? And, you know, I'll tell you just a quick story. Um, in the very early days of my practice, this is going back, you know, I've been at this 33 years, and I want to say it's at least 30 years ago. And, and, you know, we were still at that time on pretty friendly terms with Venezuela. And I had literally a, people came to us, they wanted to invest in the US. Uh, they wanted to get an E2 or an EB5 visa, which are visas for investors. You had to invest at least a million dollars. And while I was working with them on the process, literally over a few month period was when, you know, the Venezuelan economy fell apart. and. Right. You know, the hyperinflation started and they went from an, having a net worth of, you know, three, four million dollars to like two hundred thousand dollars. And a few months later, you know, two thousand dollars. That's how quickly their their wealth was reduced and they could no longer apply for that U.S. program because they didn't have the wealth to do it. So, you know, that's why you want to try to think ahead. You're interested in, you know, we tell people all the time about programs that are very easy like for example, in, in Portugal, you can apply for Portuguese residence. They have a investor program. And if you go through the investor program, you only have to spend one week there per year to maintain your, your status. And after five years, you can apply for citizenship. So, you know, right. it's not that onerous. And then you'd say, yeah, but I have to invest in Portugal. Yeah, you do. But, you know, now you're going to have access to maybe another property, maybe another currency, a place with nice weather, like what's not to like about that? And it, right. it you know, it's kind of like double dipping. You're getting something that you could enjoy that can get you a return on investment and qualifies you for, you know, for residency and eventual citizenship. So, you know, I think that's why a lot of people go into programs like that because they are so easy to, to access. Most people think, oh, it's got to be so hard. You know, I'll do it. I'll think about it next year. I'll think about it the year after, whenever. No, the, the time is now. The time is now. And look, folks, there's where you go. There's where you go. Right. Nagellaw.com. 
what we're talking about is very serious and very, very real. It's palpable. It's palpable. And that's where to go with your questions. And do please don't wait. J Joel, let me do a hypothetical here. Okay. Let me do a what would you have said? Now, I've got to say this. Putin has made it clear since 2014 that he was not going to tolerate what the United States was doing in the Ukraine. And there was no doubt sooner or later he was going to make a move. He waited eight years. What would you have told? You see, you were in that position, and I can tell you feel it deeply seeing these refugees coming. As you pointed out, some of these were doctors, lawyers. What would you have told them? let's say a year ago, had they come to you when it was obvious to a lot of us, Putin was not going to tolerate this, what was going on there much longer. Well, you know, it, it, it sort of smacks of Monday morning quarterbacking. Talking I know. About now, I know. But, but I would say a lot of the same things I tell everybody that comes to me. Number one, you should maintain a portion of your wealth outside of the currency that you actually earn. So this isn't about anybody's currency. It's not about the dollar. It's not about the euro. I'm not saying whose currency is better. I'm just saying if I earn dollars, then tomorrow I can go out and earn more dollars. And those dollars might go up in value. They might go down in value, but I can earn more because I live in the U.S. and I have a job or pra law practice that generates dollars for me. So if I'm trying to protect against that dollar yes. going down in value, then I need to diversify away from the dollar. So, you know, some clients, maybe it's 5%, 10%, 20%. The Europeans are much more used to that. Even though they have a, a common currency now, they're used to that where, you know, it's because of a lot of, you have a lot of little small countries. So it's, right. it's normal for somebody to live in a country, bank in a country, work in a country, and they can all be different countries, right? Um, and, and, and so if somebody came to me from the Ukraine, I'd say, look, you know, the first thing you need to do and, and the more fear you have, the quicker you should be diversifying your wealth out of, of the Ukrainian currency. So buy euros, Excellent. buy dollars, buy, buy gold, buy Bitcoin, buy whatever, buy something other than the Ukrainian currency. Because as you see now, the Ukrainian currency, it's, it's losing massive amounts of its value. The central bank is limiting how much you can take out. They're limiting that whether you can take it out of the country or not. And if you do manage to get out of the country, nobody wants it, right? Yeah. If you live, yeah. if you live in Poland, you're not going to speculate and buy the Ukrainian currency and hope that, you know, in a week or two, the war will be over and the currency will regain its value. No, usually what happens in these scenarios is the government changes. And one of the things that the new government will do is eliminate the old currency. Wow. Right. Wow. So yeah. you know, there, if you manage to go out of Ukraine with a suitcase full of Ukrainian um, currency, you know, you might be like somebody who did that in Iraq and has a suitcase of Iraqi and dinar or, you know, Vietnam. You know, if you were if you were around, you know, in South Vietnam, people took out suitcases full of currency only to find out they were worthless. So it's really important. And it's not something you want <clears throat> to do all at once. It's something you want to do sort of as part of your overall asset protection, investment, estate planning, like, hey, every month, every quarter, whatever, I'm going to take 5% of my paycheck. I'm going to do this with it. I'm going to do that with it. I'm not, I'm not telling you what the this or that is because right. for everybody it's different. But if I earn dollars, I'd want to get it out of dollars. If I earn Canadian dollars, I'd want to get it out of Canadian dollars. Right. I'm working on a project right now where, you know, 
being in dollars is, has been good because in the in the short run, you know, the dollar has increased in value. It's still considered to be a world reserve currency. So people are now Europeans, for example, are fleeing the euro. And so the value of the euro has gone down about 10, 12 percent in the last, you know, in the last little while. So same thing with Canadian dollar. Canadian dollar is down. A lot of the other world currencies are down vis-a-vis -vis the dollar because people are kind of panicking, it's kind of this knee-jerk reaction. But if I'm an American, I'm using the opportunity while my dollar is artificially strong to buy other currencies, sure. right? Perfect. When the dollar goes back down, then my euros or Canadian dollars will be better. And so number one is diversify your currency, which I think is just great advice. And and by the way, you know, when I, when I moved to Honduras years ago, I thought I'm going to run around with a whole bunch of dollars, dollar bills, and they're going to say, oh, my God, can I have a dollar? No, that was, it was like, no, they have Lumpira and that's their money. And by the way, it fluctuated very little against the dollar. So there was no big. So I love it. Diversify the currency. Give it. Give us in the time we have left. Give us one or two other types of advice you give, because folks, you double double toil and trouble this is when you need it right now yeah i mean if you can afford it you know having a you know a pad somewhere else it doesn't have to be a fancy mansion uh it could be a little apartment somewhere you know if you uh 10 20 years ago you know when when ukraine sort of moved started moving more and more to the west if you uh decided hey i'm gonna i'm gonna buy a little apartment in paris or berlin or austria or whatever just having, you know, an escape hatch where you can go somewhere physically, I think that, you know, that's right up there. If not one, it's a close number two after the, you know, Excellent. creating the bank account. Obviously, to do that, you have to have a little bit more resources. And I understand not all the viewers have those resources. But, you know, if you don't, you can't afford it, you know, kind of have it planned out in your mind. You know, where am I going to go? Who am I going to go to? Do I have a cousin? Do I have a nephew? that might um, impact the kind of currency I would like to um, accumulate. Because if I'm going to go to Sweden, then I'd better have some Swedish kroners when I get there. And, um, you know, yeah, I, so that, that would be, you know, right up there. Number two, after that, you know, maybe residency citizenship somewhere else, which frequently goes hand in hand with where you buy residency. I think if you do a couple of those little things, um, most people won't stop there. They'll keep going, you know, right, after right. that, they'll be like, okay, now I want to make more investments. And, and over time, you'll see that by investing in it with a global viewpoint, usually you can have less volatility and you can have a better return. And that's, you know, people that, you know, that's the offense side. And I don't really talk a lot about that because there's people who specialize in money management and what have you. But, you know, from my perspective, you know, having that bigger view, that worldview that takes into account diversification, you know, if you talk to a typical um, asset manager in the States, they'll say, oh, well, you know, you should have some stocks and bonds and mutual funds, maybe some real estate, but it's all in this big basket called the U.S. And to me, the basket isn't the U.S., the, the basket's the world. And, um, you know, if you if you like Honduras, you you know you focus on Honduras. Right, but right. it doesn't matter what what you like. You know, you maybe just start setting up that that Plan B. Look for places that you want to put a flag. Spend a little time. You know, maybe buy a property that that um, 
if you if you know, are still working and you're planning for the future and you don't want to go to plan B, buy it in a place where you know you can turn around and rent it and generate some money. You know, usually you can generate enough money to cover your mortgage. You know, um, one of my clients was a uh, in the U.S. Foreign Service for you know their whole career, and they never lived in Washington D.C. They they'd come in for a little short right. stint and turn around and leave. But early in their career, they bought a little small house, you know, in a very good um, neighborhood near American University. And they kept it rented for 35 years. It was, um, you know, it paid it paid the mortgage. And when the couple retired, they had a beautiful little home and it was their home that they had picked, you know, 30 years earlier. And they basically got it for free. So, you know, think, think that way. If you want to go to if you want to go to Nicaragua or you want to go to Costa Rica, but you're you're going to be working for ten more years. Buy it now, and and um, you're you're going to be in a better position to buy it because you have more earning power. Um, buy it with a a good developer, somebody that can you know make sure that after you buy it, that it'll be properly marketed, properly rented, and you know, and then whenever you're ready to go there, you know, it's it, it's paid for itself a lot. Well, Joel, let me be very specific here because I love what you're saying. You and Mike Cobb have, I know, two resorts, uh, Grand Bayman in Belize and Grand Pacific in Nicaragua, where people can buy a home for just over $100,000 or so, and they can, get, uh, they, they can get financing, plus exactly what you just said, there are actually rental programs to help with cash flow. Folks, so you're honest to God, you're covered all the way around. And and they're, and they're 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 prime prime residential resort communities. So I wanted to bring that home because that is I think it's great advice, um, and it 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 covers that base. So folks are protected; they have a place to go to, and and yet it can make money for. In the meantime, Grand Bayman is in Belize, right? GrandBayman.com. Uh, I can never pronounce Amber Greek. I can never pronounce it. Well, Amber Gris. It's Amber Gris. Uh, it's the blubber, the blubber from a whale. That's what the Amber. That's right. That's right. And, and, um, and yeah, I mean, we're we're you know, I'm not I'm not you know telling anybody that that we're the only game in town. No, I mean, you know, our products appeal to some people. The country's appeal. We have you know we have certain lifestyles. Uh, ECI development is you know positioning itself as a com- a company that is creating you know, North American quality product throughout right. Central America. So, you know, whether you want Highlands or Pacific or Gulf or Caribbean, you know, we're trying to to have that kind of choice available. But, you know, asset protection is really about taking those steps and where you take them honestly doesn't matter. If you if you like, you know, some of those projects, great. Um, yeah. But the concept is much more solid in that, you know, for someone else, it might be Spain, it might be the Philippines, you know, everyone's different what their what their goals and objectives are. And, you know, as an asset protection lawyer, I'm trying to encourage people to do both, to pursue their goals and their dreams and do it in a way that is also giving them extra protection, maybe extra returns. So, you know, that's that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And yeah. And I want to make it clear, you know, I don't I'm not telling people about Graham Bateman and Graham Pacifica so I can make money. I'm telling them so they can protect their money, which is really what 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 we're ta- what what the Global Wealth Fortress Report is all about, and it's it has never been more vital, Joe. In my opinion, it just hasn't. Yeah. 
Well, and you know, prices are going up in the in the Central American region because of commodities, cement, steel, those types of things. But they're still going up much more slowly than other parts of the world. Um, you know, I just spent um, a good bit of time in Miami at a conference and meeting with some clients, and you know, it's it's astronomical. I mean, you walk in the grocery store, you can't believe it. You know, a, a basic hotel room, a little box hotel room, you know, out on Miami Beach is six, seven, eight hundred dollars, and yeah. You're not getting any. You're not getting anything nice for that. That's Nothing. you know they kind of look at you like oh you're the you're the poor guy with uh, you know doing that. So you know the point is on that that you know that's the other side of the coin, which is taking the money you have, stretching it, making it go further. You know in in Central America, for example, organic produce is the norm. So you know you don't have to go to whole paycheck to. Um, you know, to buy organic food, um, everything is more or less organic and it's right. going to be way cheaper than standard food in the U.S. So, you know, the cost of labor, lower cost of food, lower. Do you need, you know, I I just paid a thousand dollar gas bill in my house in Western Pennsylvania. I was even hardly there the, the month because, you know, we had cold weather and have an old drafty house. And, uh, you know, you move to Belize, that doesn't exist. You don't, you don't have a thousand dollar Gas bill. And, Your heating bill zero. Your heating bill zero. And you know, a lots of people um, yeah. can function without air conditioning too. I personally like to have a little AC, particularly when the humidity ticks up. But you know, the cost of the AC in a condo is—it's a fraction of what my heating bill is in in my home. So the point yeah. I'm making is the costs are lower. You know, you have a good solid asset. You have a quality lifestyle. And um, yeah, again, you're you're kind of killing a few birds with one stone. You're protecting your wealth, providing, you know, what I see, which, which is really nice, you know, when we talk about generational wealth, you know, people get older in life, they have more resources, they buy a nice place, and pretty soon their kids and their grandkids, you know, are coming to visit them because, you know, they, they can come and visit grandma and grandpa, and, you know, it's a great, cheap uh, vacation. And, um, you know, everybody's happy with that. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest with you, the two homes I bought in, in Honduras, both for around 30,000, quite frankly, long after I am gone to meet my maker and have my mansion over the hilltop, my wife will, will be set for life as those in the next 20, 30 years. I, it's just, a fa I, you know, that's good asset protection, I think. You know I mean, and, and where what could you buy? And I know you're, you know, in the eastern part of the country, what could you buy where you live for 30,000? I mean, you probably can't even buy a, a double wide trailer. I don't think so. Joel, this has been great because you have given us a report from Ground Zero and a very serious report for folks to make sure if they ever hit Ground Zero, they're protected, unlike some of the people, which unfortunately are saying. So thank you. This thank you, Carter. Thank Good you so talk. much. Yeah, we Good appreciate talk. it. There you have it, folks. Um, you can't get more solid advice from, than that from someone who's right there and who is, as, as I tell you all the time, America's number one asset protection attorney. So please take to heart what Joel said. He gave you three important steps you can take, added others in there. So now's the time to do it. Now's the don't, don't wait till it's too late. Don't please. Let's, as I always tell you, let's do this thing.